Hello, everybody. Welcome to Happy Cast with Ben and Brian. I am Brian, and I'm joined by the Fort Smith's Taco Bell Employee of the Month, even though he what? doesn't actually work there. What? Ben, wouldn't that be like maybe a customer of the month? No, I don't know. Apparently, they think you work there for some reason. No, they'd know us whenever we get around to the window. You're but, on the special customer wall. Actually, if anything, it'd be Megan, because she's usually driving then. I can't see their faces, and they can't see mine. Oh, so if you walked in there today and ordered at the counter, they wouldn't recognize that they were in the presence of a real Taco Bell legend. Especially not, because uh, we go through the drive through which is actually a separate building from the main building. What? Yeah, it's, there's not room for a drive through around the side of it. Wait, there's a separate building from the Taco Bell that's just the drive through Yeah, it's a drive through and, well, and I guess the little kitchen inside there. What if they, okay, wow, so they actually prepare the food in a separate building. No, no, they have, they have an inside kitchen, I think, for the inside part, but the drive through is open later, and so it's a separate building in the back that is just the kitchen and the drive through There's not room around the side of the building to drive through, so they had to build an entirely separate building for the drive through Wow, that's... That's pretty wild. This seems like uh, an odd design choice. I guess it was a necessity somehow. Yeah, probably for the location. Next time you're here, we'll, we'll take you by our our rare uh, Taco Bell. One of a kind, I bet. I what if um what what if they had like another build? Like I could pitch another idea for that Taco Bell, just a normal Taco Bell building, and then have a like a parking lot area, and then set up like one of those. Uh, pneumatic tube systems like at the bank and they could just like shoot burritos to your car from across the parking lot wouldn't that be a better idea how would they send you drinks a very messily yes i don't know how, how they, well they, that would they'd work. send you they'd send you a poncho first and then you have to put the poncho on and then you just hope that the drink doesn't spill this seems really complicated when the exterior building thing seems to be working pretty well Okay, well, I only order burritos at Taco Bell, so you have to admit, for delivering a burrito, the pneumatic tube system is pretty solid. Yes, yes, that would be good. I get quesadillas, which are less tube-shaped. Yeah, you could, like, roll it roll it in a, a tube-type yeah, but then the container. Stuff fall, the stuff falls out. Well, let me, pitch you, let me pitch you this new Taco Bell product, Ben. It's called the Quesarito. Half quesadilla, half burrito. Oh, they, no burritos. crossbred. I don't want any lettuce in my quesadilla there's no lettuce on a quesarito it's uh sour cream uh, rice do you like rice nope, i don't want ri- well I, I don't really i like just boring rice i don't like rice most of the time it gets everywhere anti-rice right ben ben's going on the record saying that rice isn't boring enough for him what, what? too fancy i don't like this fancy rice there's always like flavors on the rice are you, that will are mess you, with the other flavors are you thinking about like couscous no no i just don't my rice flavor to mix with the flavor i already have all right i'm sorry i forgot you're very pro uh flavor segregation yes i am okay my apologies i'm sorry i'm sorry we spent so much uh time at the beginning of the show talking about taco bell that was completely my fault and i apologize I to, to you, you this was for real listener. <laughs> <laughs> this is it this is the podcast we're in it right we are done podcast over Okay, enough about Taco Bell, Ben. We've talked about Taco Bell on the show plenty. I apologize for bringing it up. We should call the podcast hey. Talco Bell. I don't, yeah, take that out of the podcast and write it down. We don't want anybody to steal that idea from us. I'd oh, be down good. for that. Good idea. I dig that idea very much, sir. The Taco the Bell. 
But you need to be careful, Ben, because what we really need to focus on is that we're recording this podcast on Friday the 13th. I, I'm ready. I have my lucky, my lucky rabbit's foot with me. All these pennies I picked up off the ground uh, facing up, heads up. So I'm, I, you know, I'm protected from any bad, bad luck coming my way. Have you taken appropriate precautions? No, I don't really see why we need to be worried. All that stuff is just old wives and old husbands' tales. I mean, thank you for thank you for using the uh, the the, the uh, gender not don't not gender excluding anyone. Old husbands can also tell tales. Let's have that on the table. They do. I, I've heard old husbands tell tales before. I don't know why it has to only be wives' tales. You know who doesn't tell tales? Dead men. Dead men tell no tales. Oh, maybe that's why it's only wives. Maybe it's not dead women tell no tales. No, just dead men. I mean, I guess dead women could tell tales if they wanted to. Oh, that. But what do dead men though? No, dead men tell no tales. Well, yeah, but you said dead women could. So what? Dead men can't tell tales. Ah, uh, you're right. I'm sorry. I was, uh, I was being sexist. I suppose that both dead <laughs> men and dead women could tell tales whether they wanted to or not. It's their preference. They get to make the decision. It's a personal decision, and it's up to them whether or not they want to tell tales. No, well, I don't see why you're so worried. I mean, I opened an umbrella inside earlier, and nothing happened to me. Whoa. I, on today of all days, on Friday the 13th, usually that would be a reckless decision, but I, today, any bad luck uh, thing you do is multiplied by, by 10. Tenfold, Ben. Oh, not even 13-fold? No, that would be too unlucky. That's, so we have oh, to right, scale point. it back a little bit. Well, maybe sevenfold. That's supposed to be a lucky number, I think. No, Just, but... uh, you know, I don't know. I've got, I've got my, my lucky rabbit's foot. I'll send you the other four feet, and that should. Well, how help. many feet does it have? The rabbit has uh, five four feet. feet right? Did I say you said, four? You said you have one. You're gonna send me the other four feet. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'll send you the you other have, three. You have the rare five-footed rabbit of well, Georgia. The, the, <laughs> well, the fifth, the, the fifth foot is the lucky one. That's where the luck comes oh, from. But you okay. can have the other four normal feet. It's like how you don't find four-leaf clovers very often. You find three-leaf clovers, and you and, add a fourth leaf. And five-leaf clovers, but those are actually extra unlucky. A lot of people don't know that. Oh. Well, I, I found a four-leaf clover today, but I purposefully ripped off two of the clovers to only make it two. The clover, oh. two of the leaves. Oh, Ben, I have to question your decision-making so far today. It's you know, uh... you know, Just to spite you, I want to do as many unlucky things as possible, because I don't think anything will happen. I'll be fine. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I, I, I'm going to cross my fingers and hope that everything works out fine for you, but I'm expecting the worst. Well, I want to cross both fingers to counteract that. That's how that works, right? I, I don't know your silly superstitions. Oh, okay. Well, let's, uh, let's go ahead and move forward to our next segment, Happy Hour, and uh, we'll try to put all this uh, nasty unluck business behind us. That's right. Happy hour is the part of the show where we talk about the thing that we're happy about this week. Ben, what what's your happy hour? What do you got? What do you got? Uh, uh, let me. I have to get. I have to get my notes. Hold on. Let me go underneath this ladder so I can get my notes. No, don't go around the ladder. What are you oh, doing? I walked under it twice. Once there and once back. All right. My happy hour this week is magic shows. The Gathering. Oh no. 
No, I don't shows? think there are any shows about Magic the Gathering. Like, like you're in Las Vegas on a family vacation, and you go to a casino and see Penn and Teller perform that kind of magic show? Uh, I, I have never done that, but I would like to do that before they die or retire. I would like to see them perform, but no, not not that. Uh, just magic television shows, magic specials. I used to watch those. The magic of television show? Fox or ABC Family back when I was younger and Oh, yeah, I remember. There. That used to be a big thing, right? Like network and the magic shows, like David Copperfield with Have an Hour or Lance Burton. Is that a magician? LeVar Burton. He's the magician. LeVar Burton, the magician. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think the ones I remember the best are ones where it was just a bunch of different magicians doing things. Like uh, the, the a guy doing pickpocket stuff. Some guy would come up there and levitate a lady. This guy would like stick a pencil in his nose or drink Windex. I don't remember that guy very well. So when did when did that stuff go away? Is that that's not something that happens on television now? Was it well, um, David hmm. Blaine? Is that the end of it? Well, I, I think Blaine and Chris Angel started. That's where magic shows went. And that is not the kind of magic show I really like. Like, oh, that's, I want to do street magic and like freak out these people, but then use camera tricks to make it look different. That's the evolution of magic. That's what magic has become. And between there, there was breaking the magician's code, where the masked magician would like he had like I think four specials trying to show how you do these tricks, and he couldn't reveal his identity or his voice. And that's the true. guy that played Mulder and Scully's boss narrated at least the first one. Hmm. Because I, I started watching the first episode recently. <laughs> he, he, he just ruined all these illusions. Like, uh, look, uh, make the Statue of Liberty disappear. You build a platform, put a curtain up. The platform rotates with the curtain down. Boom, it's gone. Yeah, li- like that kind of thing. Uh, and, well, you know, David Copperfield is anti-American. Shame on him for making the Statue of Liberty disappear. Uh, did that happen? Did people say that? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think that really happened. It's, it sounds I, something people could say. I think I, I might be paraphrasing a joke from King of the Hill. That might be where I got that. Oh, okay, that does make sense. You have been watching that some, I think, recently. Well, uh, I don't know. That guy. He said he was doing it only to older tricks, which some of them are yet yeah, indeed older tricks. I re- know some of them is older. But uh, and he did it because he wanted other like magicians to get more creative, not do the same old tricks over and over. Find new ways to do tricks. But apparently, that was just a load of crap, and he was just getting paid a lot of money to do this. I read that Fox wanted a show about solving or doing magic tricks and telling how they were done, and he said he would do it. He's like, sure, yeah, I'll I'll break the magician's code and yeah. be blacklisted from magic forever. Yeah. So I guess what happened was that because of that show. Everyone's like, fine, we almost don't 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 do magic on TV anymore. And then Chris Angel and started doing his thing. But now they're back. I like the idea of street magic is pretty funny to me because it, I mean, it, like a big stage production, like a Lance Burton or a David Copperfield, people show up and they're dressed up for the for the evening. It's a night out on the town. Uh, you take your best girl out to see a magic show. But uh, the the street magician is almost forcing his magic upon unwilling participants. Like, uh, check this out. I just made this card disappears behind that glass. And I was like, I was just trying to walk to work. What are you doing? Yeah. I have to, <laughs> I have to think about this all day now. <laughs> you see, that's part of my problem. That and how he would do camera editing to make it look different. Like, I know with, uh, oh, look at me levitating trick. 
Uh, he would do this. I know this little <laughs> trick you can do to make yourself he, look like you're levitating. Does he actually say that? Is that his delivery? <laughs> oh, look at me. I'm <laughs> levitating. Yeah, that's exactly how he says it. No, but, uh, I, yeah, I know, like, he would do it a one way for them and get their reactions. But then for the TV show, he would actually, like, attach a harness to himself. You only see his feet go way off the ground. Whereas normally you just barely see someone levitate. Yeah, it's like a foot trick. Like, you're just kind of, like, elevating yourself with, like, the tips of your toes on one foot or something. Yeah, yeah. And you look, like, from the side, and that that's what they see, which, yeah, that's kind of cool. But the camera version, he's actually being lifted up, and they splice the two together, which mm. is just total crap. I don't want it like that. I want to see what they saw. You want to see some raw street magic footage. So I'm okay with, like, all right, for example, I talked about Wizard Wars last week. I finished that uh, as far as it's been so far. It was really good. I could go over that again if I need to, or do you think it matters? No, no, I, I think I, I, the the faithful listener remembers Wizard Wars well. Oh, uh, yeah. Cause I uh, well, then we've been watching the Carbonaro effect. Which one of we, Chris's favorite shows. We barely touched on that last time. But, yeah, it's just this guy. It's kind of like being a street musician. A musician? No, magician. it's not like that at all. <laughs> he doesn't play no. any music. He doesn't have an instrument. No, it's like being a street magician. Oh, right. Except instead of on the street, you do it inside of buildings. Yeah, but you're, you're like, uh, pretending to be a, like, Circuit City employee or something like that. Yeah, or, like, you're, Except you something like you're a waiter and you do crazy or, stuff. Or, or maybe, like, a business that actually exists now. Yeah, oh, yeah, no. that's gone, isn't it? <laughs> he, like, you walk out of that building like, yeah, the... The guy at the Circuit City just uh he, he he just he showed me he like dug down to pick something up and his clothes changed. It's like that Circuit City's been gone for ten years. <laughs> Turn around the building's gone. It's like, Whoa. oh no. What what yeah. is life anymore? No, I I don't think that's quite what happens on the show. <laughs> exactly. No, but he'll pretend to be like a pet store employee and he has invisible fish that he sells. And all these people believe that he has invisible fish because he is good at sleight of hand. He actually ha- like has to do things, not just levitating things. He does cool tricks. I don't know. I recommend that show, though. It's filmed in, in the Atlanta, Georgia area. It is, yes. I'm going to go out hunting for this Carbonero to see if I can get magicked. You should. It could be is on that, the show. Is that, a, is that a past tense verb, to be magicked? I think if you had the K. Magicked? Well, uh, you don't have to pronounce the K. Oh, a lot of, okay. I've seen the K. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I like that show though. We've we've been watching that show. It's been pretty entertaining to watch the people go crazy, believing these crazy things. Like, uh, he he does a lot of fish ones, I guess. But there was one where he had like a bunch of stickers, and with there that fish on him. If he had water, it turns into a fish. Mm. And people like I I I wonder sometimes. I think they have to be told because they have to sign a release form at the yeah, end. That's true. To get on television. But I like to pretend that like that he just lets them go out the door and they're just gone. And then they just believe all this crazy stuff and start trying to look it up later. I like, I like that the last trick of the show, they do the big reveal where he's like, yeah, this thing that uh, makes these fish uh, come out of the stickers, it's uh, known as the Carbonero effect. You heard of that? And they're like, no, I don't. Uh, no, I've never heard of it. It's like, yeah, it's a hidden camera magic show. And then, because nobody, this is not, this is not like you're on candid camera. This is not a u- ubiquitous phrase that everyone knows. No. There's like this moment where they're like, oh, okay. And then you see it slowly dawn on them like, oh, oh I'm on TV. It's like, <laughs> yes, yes, you are. Yes, you are, dumb person. You sure are. 
one of my favorite things is when he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, have you heard how, you know, uh, boomerangs can go back on the wall sometimes or stuff like that? And they're like, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, I, I've heard of that somewhere before. Like, no, you haven't. He just made it up. You have <laughs> yeah, not heard of, of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, I know. <laughs> so the Carbonaro effect sometimes. Like, yo, yeah, I've, I've heard of the Carbonaro effect. Of course, yeah, yeah. Like, come on, dude. You're just, no, no, you did not. He, he did this one where he, he was um, working at an antique shop and there's like this painted wooden zebra and he puts it in this box and he's packaging it and he, he, he goes to carry it. He drops it. He drops the zebra and he, and like he has the assistant pick it up and like, like, oh, make sure it's okay. And they open it up and the inside of the box is p- painted with black and white stripes like a zebra and <laughs> the actual uh, statue is just wood. They're like, what? How did the stripes come off? I don't, I don't understand. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's just frustrating. I get frustrated at the reactions to the magic being performed. <laughs> well, what would you say if that happened to you? I'm like, oh, it's a neat trick. Uh, you're, you're that Carbonero guy. No, you're... but if you didn't know about the show in advance. <laughs> I, I loved you on Lost. You played uh, Richard Alpert, right? Oh, no. Nestor Carbonero. He doesn't even... No. No. I think there was one where he was in a sports store, and this lady he couldn't reach a box. She picked it up. It was really light. And he pulled a basketball out, and then a bowling ball came out. Mm. And then she was like, whoa, no, no, no. no. Uh, how did that happen? And what he always does when people keep asking questions, and he'll answer a different question. He'll answer <laughs> why it happened. It's like, oh, yeah, they put the basketball in with the bowling balls to make it lighter, because that's how physics works, I guess. No, uh-huh. she's like, no, how did you physically get them both in there? And he's like, oh, yeah, they put it in there to make it lighter so it's easier to ship. He's he he's 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 a talented uh, improviser. I'll give him that much. It's very entertaining. Yeah, the one problem is I think they occasionally like I mean, they have to do it for editing, I guess, but they'll stitch together a longer stretch of time into a very short one to make it seem like some of the stuff he did was more miraculous. Like he went into a porta potty and this lady was watching his bike and then on, in the edit he appeared almost immediately walking from behind her. And unless he has a twin there is no way he came out of the porta potty and directly behind her right afterwards. If he had a twin, he would do a lot more twin-based tricks. I would bet, like a, like a real the prestige. Well, sometimes I wonder because one time he got locked in a trunk and then he came out of the hotel lobby. Mm. And so either the guy who was watching it walked away and we didn't see that because it was edited out, or he has a twin, and we just aren't informed of that kind of thing. It's a it's a fun show. I you know it's a, it's kind of a mindlessly fun way to kill time on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. So ma- ma- magic shows. That that's my happy hour this week. Uh, speaking real quick of the masked magician, um, I remember the last special they did. The big the big thing they promoted was that he was finally going to reveal his identity, and it was it was like reveal himself. It was highly nope. That's not the language <laughs> they used. <laughs> It was it was hotly anticipated, and you get to the end of the show, and he takes the mask off, and I don't know what people were expecting. I don't know what I was expecting. But I was like, oh, it's just some guy I've never heard of. I didn't. Yeah. I guess I thought it was gonna be like the ghost of Houdini or something like that. <laughs> like, oh, it's 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 just this guy. It's not like it's you know, David Copperfield or Teller or something. Great Houdini's ghost. It would have been a great twist if it was like Teller's Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't talk at all, so that would work. Did he not talk? I thought he had like a voice modulator or something. Well, at least in the first one, he never talked. It was, uh, like I said, the Mulder and Scully's boss played okay. the, the narrator. But maybe uh, in later episodes, he does talk. I don't remember. Maybe. I. It's been a long time. Yeah. 
but all right, I'll stop talking about magic shows. What are you happy about this week? Okay, mine is not as universal or broad as yours. Yours was a lot of fun, and I enjoyed talking about it with you. Uh, my my happy hour this week is a little bit uh, strange. It's um, whenever somebody refers to the main character in a work of fiction by the title of of the fiction, like oh, you mean like you do? Yeah, like I do. I, I really enjoy <laughs> that. You know how I do that thing. I really yeah. like it. I got I, I still get a kick out of uh, the first time. One of the first times I played Halo um, was at my cousin's house on the PC. And it's like, yeah, Halo, for, you know, we've talked about it on the show before, you're the super soldier, the master chief, saving the world, whatever, big ring. There's this big ring that's a weapon. It's not important. Anyway, I, I, I sign on the PC, and I load up Halo, and I go to select his profile, and he named his character Halo, and what? it just delighted me to no end. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Why do you do it? Not why it delight you. I don't, I don't know. You know, like... Games used to be simpler, Ben. The main character, Mario, Mario. The main character of Metroid, Metroid. Metroid. No. Exactly. <laughs> the main character of Zelda is obviously Zelda. I, I thought that for a long time. I, I think my first Zelda profile was named Zelda. Uh, then what? Are you, I was you a dumb kid, when Ben. you going to save the princess also named Zelda? I don't know if I didn't get that far on my first Zelda. Oh, what a coincidence. The princess has the same name as the hero. Weird. Whoa, maybe we're twins with the same name. Oh, but aren't they in love or something? Are they? I don't I don't I don't know the story of Zelda very well. I thought they were, I don't know. I assume they always were, but not like I Nintendo th- have like love scenes. I thought they were just like good friends. Yeah, good friends with benefits. Nope. Not yeah. that at all. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, uh, it's great. Like, um, you ever see the movie Limitless? Ben, it's, it's uh, pretty dumb and entertaining. I have not. Bradley Cooper plays Limitless, a guy who takes this experimental pill that enables him to use 100% of his brain like normal people, but somehow it makes him magic. What? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any more examples? Like, House is named House. Sherlock is named Sherlock. Dexter is Dexter. I, I do. I have. I have a one shorter anecdote that. Um, is an example of this that I really uh, just gives me endless joy. Uh, I work with a gentleman. Um, yeah, I, I, I won't say his name here on the podcast because I don't want him to be harassed by our thousands of listeners. Oh, yes. I want to respect his privacy. But uh, one of my other coworkers like, called me over one day like, hey, come over here. Uh, this guy here, who does he look like to you? And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I, I don't like this game at all. This is no. not. This is a bad. This is a bad idea. People get hurt. You should never tell people yeah. they look like anyone, unless it's Harrison Ford, circa 1984. Then it's cool because he's a good-looking guy. It's like, oh yeah, you mean like the most handsome guy? Oh thanks, that's a really great compliment. But I said, I don't know. He looks uh, like a guy. I don't really. He doesn't look like anyone famous. I don't think. And. Uh, he says, "No, look at him again. Don't tell me, tell me that he doesn't look like Fester from the Adams family." And I said, no. "I'm like, no, I don't see that at all. Like he's, he has no hair on his head, but that doesn't make him look like Fester from the Adams family. That seems kind of, I don't know. It seems hurtful. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's not not a great thing to say. And you know, the the guy had a, you know, he was a good sport. He kind of laughed it off." And then later later that day, I kind of saw him, and I walked up to him like, yeah, that other guy's crazy. I don't know what he's talking about. If anything, you look like, uh, I would I would say maybe the main character from Break, Breaking Bad. 
because I, I like to talk down to people like they don't know who Walter White is. <laughs> <laughs> like, you look like maybe the main character from Breaking Bad. And his response to that was like, hey, man, that's okay. Breaking Bad's one bad dude. And I was like, oh. <laughs> 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 uh, and I just smiled and walked away. Oh, no. You've done this to me a lot, just talking, but using it. Like the, the title, like, did we talk about Unbreakable earlier? Were you calling Bruce Willis Unbreakable? Yeah, yeah. That's his name. Yeah. Unbreakable, yeah. Mr. Unbreakable or just Unbreakable? He's Unbreakable. The main character from Unbreakable, then. Come on. Who's the main character of Tron? Um, well, Jeff Bridges plays Flynn, but I guess you could argue that Tron is the main character. Well, but it's not like the island is a character like Lost. Tron no, is man. a setting, isn't it? No, Tron is an actual character. Really? Yeah, Tron is a character in Tron, played well, by sense. Uh, Box, some Bruce Boxleitner, some someone with a crazy name like that. Uh, I thought the main character was Flynn, not Tron. I guess Flynn is kind of the main character, but Tron. It might be like a Legend of Zelda situation where oh. Tron is a he's a a important character, but he's not the most featured character. Oh, okay, that that makes sense then. That is a fun thing to do, though. I have done that before, but I can't think of examples right now because I don't think about it when I do it. I recommend, uh, if you haven't tried it at home, uh, go ahead, go out, give it a shot, uh, right back in. Tell us how, how much fun you had. Yeah, write us your favorite ones. I, I, will, I will give credit where credit is due. This is a little bit derivative of a happy hour that... A uh, friend of the show, Trent, sent in back in episode 23, I believe. How do you in, what? In which I just pulled the number out of my head. I don't know. People oh. are <laughs> back and check this. <laughs> in which he, he said his happy hour was when people needlessly pluralized things. Like, I'm going down to the Kroger's. Uh. So, this is kind of like that. So uh, shout out to Trent. Real real happy hour trailblazer. Trailblazer. Sorry, my 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 tang my tang got tangled there for a minute. Ah, uh, your classic Chris moment. Aha, you know, you know Chris. I you don't know Chris. Know. I I do know Chris. Okay. You had dinner at his house. He tricked you into eating that salad. Remember? He didn't trick me. I think his wife tricked me. Okay, I'm sorry. She was carrying the salad. I, I I just want to say that nobody put a gun to your head and made you eat that salad. <laughs> no, but she she brought the bowl. She, I mean, she brought it over and then like just kind of put it in there, like without being like, "Hey, cool. Are you allergic to lettuce?" And I'm not. But <laughs> it, can people be allergic to lettuce? I don't know. Is that a known allergy, like peanuts or shellfish? I mean, I'll, I'll have to look this up. I'm allergic okay. to social interactions. Uh, I know how that goes. I got I got a touch of that myself. Well, it looks like on a poor and gluten-free blog, someone said they're allergic to lettuce. Did you say poor and gluten-free? That's what the that's what the blog is called. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess we're done with that then. Okay, now that we're finished, let's check out a word from our sponsor and then head into a bummer patrol. Hey everybody, I'm Brian and this of course is Ben. Say hello Ben. Hello Ben. <laughs> Classic Ben. And we're the host of the fine audio program that you are currently listening to. We relaunched the show at the beginning of the year with a new format, new formula. We're very excited about it and uh, 
feedback has been mostly positive, but there is a small segment of the audience, Ben, believe it or not, that prefer those classic episodes. Say what? I know. It's insane. That's why we're very excited to announce here on the show, for the first time, all 33 original series episodes are available on VHS tape. How much is it? Well, I, you know, I talked to some analysts and they said that people would be willing to pay hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. And I said to them, you know what I said, Ben? What'd you say? It's too much. Not, not for our listeners. We need to cut them a deal. That's why you can own this beautiful five VHS set for the low, low price of three easy installments of 1999. But still, it's very affordable compared to what it could have been. VHS tapes are not easy to come by these days. Those are antiques. I would pay triple that. Would you pay triple of 19.99? I would pay that triple times. Oh, good, because that is the asking price. So I'm glad to hear it. Good. This five VHS set is containing all 33 original episodes. You get the classic ones. You got the War on Hugs. You've got Detective Fizzbiz and the Vicious Earworm. You've got Funkle Brian's Tea Kick. Single Zombie Looking for Parasailing Donkey. Podcast she wrote. Shooting the bees. The Pod Padre. Rom Zom Com Tom Bomb Mom. And these are just a few of the several episodes available fully uncut in audio HD for the best sounding that they've ever been. So please give us a call now. Operators are standing by. The number is 77 Happy None. And the first 500 people to order will receive this novelty Happy Cast talking keychain. Check it out! With that in mind, we send it back to you, Ben and Brian. Oh, man! Okay, time for Bummer Patrol. It's the part of the show where we talk about the thing that's got us feeling a little bit blue. Ben, you feeling a little bit blue? Uh, feeling, I, feeling a little gloomy? I I guess I am. I have to find my notes first. I, I hid them behind this mirror. Hold on. Oh, man, that's seven years of bad luck. What are you doing? I told you I don't believe in any of that crap. Nothing's going to happen to me. I'll break oh. as many mirrors as I need to. <laughs> uh, why do you have so many mirrors? Well, I, 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 I'm I, podcasting from the Hall of Mirrors right now. Did I not tell you that earlier? No, no. Oh, I meant to. to go. Is it nice? Yeah, it's pretty fun. Cool. It's a fun house. Well, I mean, well, now it's full of, you know, mirror glass, so it's kind of dangerous. Sh- I might have to yeah, leave. Shattered glass, yeah. Yeah, it's just everywhere. Maybe that's why it's a bad idea. I mean, even if you don't, yeah, even if you don't believe in the bad luck aspect of breaking mirrors, it just kind of makes a mess to clean up, so don't do it. Yeah. But so, yeah, don't do it. I'll agree with that one. Don't do it. But Because I of the luck. No, because of the, the glass. But, well, I, I have my notes now. So, uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm... I'm at a loss, but I want to go with a specific... All right. So, we did a puzzle recently, Megan and I. We did a did jigsaw we? puzzle. Oh, I'm no, sorry. No, no, no. Not, not, not you. Okay. We, we bought a puzzle, and we did a puzzle. Oh, uh, yes. We bought a puzzle. My favorite my favorite uh, Matt Damon movie starring him and Scarlett Johansson, in which they buy a puzzle and... I don't know. I think Something I'm about sorry. Their I'm thinking, daughter? I'm thinking about We Bought a Zoo. My mistake. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I don't even know what that's about. Well... We, they buy a zoo. <laughs> that it? That's Are it. Are there like I, wacky I hijinks? Is there drama? 
no, they, they just buy a zoo. Uh, it's about them going to the bank to get a loan to buy a zoo. And uh, it's just the process in which uh, it takes for somebody to buy a zoo. It's really... It's, it's, it's like a tutorial was, video? It's, wi- it's widely uh, thought to be the worst movie of all time. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a YouTube uh, tutorial video on how to buy a zoo. Oh, it, op- okay. it opens with Matt Damon looking at the camera saying, Hey, what's up, YouTube? Uh, Matt Damon here. I'm going to buy a zoo today. This is what you need. You got to go to the bank. And he kind of just talks about the process. It's uh, probably a bad movie. Like a boring version of the Johnny Knoxville show that he'd had? Yep. My yep. name's Matt Damon, and I'm going to buy a zoo. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, it's like that. I'm anyway, sorry. we, we sorry bought a puzzle. <laughs> uh, it's like a Batman puzzle. The, it's a bunch of like Batman comics overlaid on top of each other. And it's really cool. We finished it, and we wanted to hang it up and frame it. And I have no idea how to do this. It it and it, it's it seems it ends up being way more difficult than I expected, which sounds dumb because it's not difficult. But well, it's still not even framed. So we got glue, and we found like three different kinds of puzzle glue. We went with the one that was in a jigsaw puzzle shaped glue holder because it was cool. But on the other hand, I think a lot of glue is going to get stuck in all the crevices because it is jigsaw puzzle shaped. Mm, it does seem impractical. But it looks cool, so we got that one. And we painted that on, or I guess Megan painted that on technically. I did not want to get glue all over me. And also there's only one brush, so only one of us can do it at a time. Well, all right. Well, for the first step was getting the puzzle off of the table and onto cardboard or newspaper. And... That is not easy on an oval table. There are very few straight sides to slide the puzzle off of, and it does not hold together if you just start lifting it up. It's not like a sturdy puzzle. So we had to very, very carefully try to put it on the cardboard, and then it kept getting caught on things. We had to redo like a few corners sometimes. We finally got it on there and glued both sides. Uh, we had to go by a frame, too, there were no frames that were the correct size for the puzzle. Uh, there was a our puzzle's twenty by twenty seven. The biggest frame I think was like twenty two by thirty, or I think that was the closest one that would make it still fit. So I'm, I guess we have to get some kind of like background thing to stick it to, but I don't know how to make sure it's perfectly centered. I'm just not good at that kind of thing. That's my bummer patrol that there were no frames of the correct size. It's a very specific bummer patrol. No, but it uh, seems like a problem that would be recurring for people that want to frame a puzzle, frame it for a crime it didn't commit. First, you have to establish an alibi. I recommend doing it on a podcast. Then Uh-oh. you get the murder <laughs> weapon. Well, what would a puzzle really have done? Forgery, I guess? Uh, sure, yeah, that, forgery. or puzzles maybe just could look like real paintings. Maybe some kind of white-collar crime. Maybe the puzzle, you frame it for uh, insider trading or embezzlement or something of that nature. Oh, yeah, that could have happened. Puzzles are pretty smart, I think. I think they have yeah. to be. <laughs> puzzles are very smart, yeah. <laughs> That's true. I, I'm sorry. It uh, seems like there should be like a specialty puzzle shop or maybe an online Etsy place where they make custom puzzle frames or something of that nature i just they had like four sizes of frames i don't actually it probably was more than four but they didn't have the exact size we need of 20 by 27 we recently bought a couple more puzzles to do we finished one already it's it's actually kind of cool uh it looks it's like a, a kitchen scene sort of but no matter which side you look at it from 
it still kind of makes sense. Huh. Yeah, I'll try to get a picture of that and show it sometime. It's pretty cool. But uh, yeah. th- we also got another puzzle that is also 20 by 27, except sideways. And I don't know what we're going to do with this one. So where do you buy these puzzles? Like, is there like a specialty shop or do you get them online? Well, uh, there are some we want to get online. We found uh, a bunch of photo mosaic Star Wars puzzles. Like the Darth Vader one, it's just like Darth Vader's head and there's like light behind him and stuff. Well, the light pieces, when photo mosaics, the picture is made up of a bunch of tiny pictures. But in this case, they're all scenes from the movies. So like all the light pictures are like a bunch of like Hoth scenes and then, like, the black ones, and there's, like, an R2 puzzle that you could do, and it's, like, I think a Yoda, and it's all just, like, comprised of scenes with that kind of coloring that make it into one puzzle if you put them all together. We want to get those, but the ones we have now, we got, I think, one at Walmart, because they have a puzzle section. We got one at a store called Hastings, because they have some cool puzzles sometimes. Sounds very cool. I'm very envious of your puzzle skills. Uh, yeah, uh, it's fun to do while we watch something like uh, Friends episodes that we've seen before or uh, listen to riff tracks. Where we aren't forced to actually have to watch the bad movie. We can just, you know, listen to the commentary and look up if things get interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. Very good for multitasking. Yeah. So, yeah, puzzles are my happy hour this week. Oh, I remember the last time I did a puzzle. It was on the hotel, the the floor of a hotel in Fort Smith. Oh, how many pieces was it? Uh, 25? <laughs> Ooh. I know. Impressive. It was, it was tricky. And much much as you're describing, I, I was hanging out in a hotel watching an episode of Friends I'd seen before, one of the Bruce Willis episodes. Ooh, that's actually and, where we stopped. Oh, it's really it's a real treat. He's really, really fun. Really fun to watch on that show. Surprisingly humorous. Like, he doesn't get a lot of chances to do comedy, but when given the opportunity, he can deliver. Yeah. Just like Pizza Hut. Yep, we give them the opportunity. Pizza can deliver. Sometimes uh, weather prevents it, but yeah, as you have all heard before. But but usually they deliver. But yes, this twenty-five piece cat puzzle took me way too long to put together. It was shameful. Like hours, days, like even? like like uh, like one and a half episodes of Friends. Why didn't you uh, like glue it together and frame it when you were done? Uh, they didn't have that in the hotel mini bar. If they had had puzzle glue, I might have thought about it. But your hotel had a mini bar. No, it just had an empty refrigerator. <laughs> oh, I got excited. I've never I don't think I've ever been in a hotel that had a mini bar before. Now, nor nor have I. I think that has to be a pretty upscale hotel to have an actual mini bar. It happens all the time on TV. So if you wanna if you wanna buy a five dollar Milky Way bar, you'll just have to wait until the next time you're in Georgia and I'll sell you one. I've got a Milky Way bar and give you for five dollars. Oh cool. You just stick it in the fridge in our room and then pay us to open it. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, next time you guys are in town, call me beforehand. I'll go to your room. I'll, I'll, I'll you know, I'll check in for you. I'll stock the refrigerator with all <laughs> kinds of treats. And then once you're gone, I'll come back, take inventory of what you ate, and then I'll send you the bill. All right, it's like that, your, that, that sounds good. It's like it's like your own uh, your own mini bar, as long as the microwave works. Well, yeah. So there's my happy hour puzzles. All right, puzzles. Wait, no, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to see if that would work. My Bumper Patrol not being able to find the correct size frame. Okay. But, man, you man, you, you kind of wasted puzzles. That could have been a happy hour at one point. It still will be once we do more puzzles. Okay. My Bumper Patrol for the week. Stepping on a crack. 
if you do so, you will break your mother's back, Ben. Just I know I've just, said that many a crack, and I have not gotten a phone call yet. Maybe maybe your mom is just super nice, and she doesn't want to make you feel bad for <laughs> stepping on all those cracks. Well, maybe my sister stepped on the crack. That is the one that broke it. We don't That's know. True. That's true. You never know if you have you know multiple multiple children with you know if you have some siblings. You don't know who is responsible for for breaking the back. I, you know, maybe you'll maybe you'll get called to a family meeting and you're like, well, we're all adults, we're all in our twenties now, but okay. And then you find out that your your mother's back's badly injured, and it's like, all right, which of you kids did this? Like, I, I I've been in Wisconsin for for six months. What are you talking about? It's like one of you stepped on a crack, and I know it. I'm gonna get to the bottom of it, and then you have to Columbo the whole situation. Is that how that works? <laughs> Um, I don't know. I mean, you could be uh, a, a superstitious Columbo if you want, but it's, uh, yeah, you know, you don't have to. Superstitious Columbo. <laughs> uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, if you broke the mirror, then how come, how come you knew you had lipstick on your collar? I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering. No, that's, I don't, no, no. <laughs> that's, all right. With all the cracks in the world, how are there not more back-related mother injuries? Or mother-related back injuries. I, you know, maybe maybe there are some nonprofit organizations that uh, just go around and uh, repair these cracks with uh, some kind of like, um, like you know, that liquid band-aid stuff. If you get cut, you can like cover, like paint paint the cut shut with liquid band-aid. Maybe they oh, just go yeah. across the globe, and they're sealing these these cracks on sidewalks with some kind of transparent uh, adhesive or something of that nature. Do you think there are people who hate their mothers enough that they step on every crack they can, and then they're disappointed when nothing happens? Well, uh, you know, sure, sure. I I hate to say it, but I'm sure I'm sure that's the case. Not 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 me. I I'm, I'm fond of my mother. She's she's a nice lady, but uh, I'm sure some people would do that. I'm sorry to be distracting you from your 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 bumper patrol this time. No, we'll no, back. it's it's fun. Uh, my bumper patrol is paper thin this week, so anything oh, you can do to really pat it out. Patrol is. Yeah, paper. It's so thin. How thin it is. <laughs> I know. I I mean, shouldn't you be able to go buy like thick paper, like you know, you like can. bacon? Oh, See, not, bacon, not that thick. <laughs> like you know, bacon. You go buy bacon. There's all kinds of options. You've got your low sodium bacon, your maple bacon, your thick cut bacon. Uh, paper should be the same way. Get some low sodium paper, some pre cooked paper. How much pus- how much paper are you eating? I'm not eating the paper. I'm using it to take notes. In, it, the the sodium count on your paper matters when you're writing. You don't absorb it through your hands. No, but the ink uh, the the ink reacts differently depending on how high the sodium saturation okay. is. Okay, Carbonaro. <laughs> uh, but uh, my my bummer patrol this week is bacon. Uh, what 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 what? Yes, bacon. Uh, not you know not bacon, but uh. The, the the culture of bacon overhype. People are really, really jazzed about bacon these days, and I just don't get it. I'm not seeing it. It's uh, it's a fine breakfast breakfast meat. Don't get me wrong, but it seems no better than like a sausage or a you know a, a fried ham or some other meat you could eat for breakfast. People are kind of bacon crazy, and I don't I don't I just I don't see it, man. Maybe it's people like me where you don't really like most of the other meats. So you're like bacon is one of the meats I will eat. It's uh, to my taste, bacon 
you know, bacon is uh, pork belly that's sliced and it's, it's cured. Um, it's very salty. I, I feel like it would be maybe more efficient for fans of bacon just to get a big salt lick. And then, you know, anytime you're craving bacon, just, you know, you know, take, you know, go at that salt lick for a little bit. It's the same effect. You just end up really thirsty and you didn't get any nutrients from the, from the interaction. Well, I don't like it when it's too salty. There's uh, there's a saltiness level where I'm done with the bacon. It can be too salty, but yeah, um, no, it definitely can be. But I, I'm just I, you know, bacon. I don't hate bacon. I will eat some bacon, Ben. But uh, it's just the fact that anytime I go out, any hamburger I order comes with bacon on it. It just seems unnecessary. Oh, I think that happened when we were there too. The bacon, the law, I think, was a, a crime themed cheeseburger that was available. Uh, you know, and I'll forgive that because that's just a clever name. So they earned the right <laughs> to put bacon on it. Well, uh, I put bacon on my quesadillas every time just because I, I want some meat in there. The chicken is too big of a meat. It, it makes it counteracts the the size of the bites I've been eating. And I guess the texture. I don't know. The, the little tiny bacon bites seem to work really well and not really conflict too much for me. No, I mean that's fine. I I don't want to uh, disparage bacon or make people feel bad for eating it. But you're gonna uh, make the bacon this, lobby very angry. I, I don't want to upset the bacon lobby, but uh, as a as a maybe this is a, a a uniquely American problem. I don't know. Maybe our UK listeners can let us know what the bacon situation, what the, what's the bacon sitch over in the UK. But. Um, <laughs> I, it's it's that th- there's this idea of people almost worshiping bacon. Like, let me go to Amazon. Yeah. I'm gonna search for bacon, and let's see what comes up. So, bacon culture. Yeah, bacon culture. I'm not a fan. Uh, let's see uh, what comes up on Amazon. Oh, here is a Mr. Bacon bendable action figure. Yeah. See, like that, or like bacon candles. Yeah, or bacon jerky. That's actually bacon jerky is not bad. Isn't that just bacon, but dry? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're a bacon fan, check out bacon jerky. I don't like jerky. Oh, but this is. It bacon. all happened when one time I was tricked into eating deer jerky, and I was very unhappy about it. Oh, not a, not a, not a fan of venison, are you? I was kind of tricked into it. I, well, I didn't want it anyway. I was kind of well, maybe, maybe pressured is the right word. And then I, I was chewing on it, and it was just in my mouth, and I kept it there for about an hour until we left, and then I spit it out. <laughs> Why? <laughs> How many stories are there in which you eat something that you find displeasurable out of the fear of seeming impolite? Does this happen a, a lot? A lot. A lot. <laughs> Apparently happens a lot. I try really hard to not be like impolite or rude about it. But uh, see, I, I, the thing was, you might be saying, why not just swallow it? I tried so hard to swallow it, but my throat just physically would not let me swallow that deer jerky. I chewed and chewed and chewed. It just not did not want to go down. The deer jerky that wouldn't go away. Ooh. But um, just a couple more Amazon things. Here's some bacon uh, bandages, uh, some bacon pajama pants. Here's a book called Fifty Shades of Bacon. Uh, how about Baconase? Yeah, Baconase, sure. That's, that's uh, an old classic. That's a, Yeah, pe- people might know what that is. Bacon holiday ornaments, bacon lip balm. I do have one bacon-themed item that was given to me as a gift. Ooh, what was it? It is a bacon keychain that sizzles when you squeeze it. That's, that seems funny. 
Yeah, I, I mean, because I don't have, it's not like I have a room full of bacon things. I needed a keychain. It's kind of cool until I start bumping my leg against things all the time. Or if I'm sitting somewhere where that leg is pushed up against something, it will just constantly sizzle, so I have to be really careful about it. Yeah, I'm not I'm not mad about the bacon keychain. I uh maybe maybe this bummer patrol it's more it's more coming from a place of me not understanding people being so passionate about bacon. It seems to be on this pedestal that is Made above any other yeah, this bacon pedestal uh covered with baconase. And Ooh. I don't know, it's fine. It's not it's I have no strong feeling of bacon. Either way, I could take it or leave it. You know what I like more than bacon? Um, I love. Well, yeah, okay. I mean, do you know what? Do you know what meat I like more than bacon? <laughs> um, uh, pepperoni, chicken strips, not legs. Nothing but on chi- the bone. Chicken, chicken in general. Yeah, I don't like any meats on bones. I've gone. I think I've gone over that before. It's again texture stuff. Anyway, no, just like the the nice like just white meat of a chicken i like more than bacon i would not want to mix bacon and chicken i can't imagine bacon wrapped chicken being tasty not a fan of the the dark meat on the chicken like a thigh no no i'm not a fan of most dark meats i understand what you're saying it's uh it's a different it's a different taste it's uh say you know it's a more delicious kind of meat it's fine no, not for everyone. no no maybe if you're a meat lover it is I am not a meat lover. I'm a meat liker. I, I'm I am, in like with it. You're in like with meat. Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of meat myself. I've uh, I've been Who's dabbling. A meat expert. I've been dabbling in vegetarianism. I haven't had uh, any meat for about two weeks now, and I feel pretty good about it. Whoa. It's, uh, you know, it's not necessary. But not necessary, but it's fun. It is fun. So maybe maybe once we get done recording this podcast, I'll go out and get a, a big triple triple whopper with bacon on it. How about that? How about a triple bacon with whopper on it? Ooh, like 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 malted milk balls on bacon? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah get, get three pieces of bacon and then just wrap that around some whoppers. Oh, man. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I've got one. If you were to oh, no. make a oversized... Burger King hamburger with malted milk balls on it. It would be a whopper of a whopper whopper. Okay. Right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That that that's pretty much. Now, what if you cooked one in an oven and wrapped it in pork belly? You bacon whopper, bacon whopper, whopper. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's it. <laughs> Going two episodes back. No, oh, I really keep doing I, word I, avalanches. I'm grateful for you introducing the concept of word avalanches to the listener and myself. Wait, you say the listener? The yeah, only listener, the one guy that downloads the podcast. Hey, thanks. Yeah, Neil, Neil in the UK. Thanks, Neil. All all the other people who say they listen are just Neil on different accounts. <laughs> yeah, Neil's catfishing us. <laughs> oh, Neil is Anne. Neil is Fizzbiz. Neil is my sister. Weirdly, yeah, that's the weirdest one. Is <laughs> he really planted the seeds of that years ago to pretend to be your sister? I don't even know how that works. I'm Am confused I by to the Neil? idea. Of it. <laughs> so you married a Neil. That's my favorite to, reality show. I'm gonna have to talk to Megan about this later. I have to figure out if she is Neil or not. Yeah, just ask her like British things. I'll just test like, her. Like, um, uh, uh, hey, um, Megan, um, 
when you go into a building like a hospital and there's multiple floors and you get in that little that little room that takes you uh, to another floor. What's what's that called? Yeah, that's a that's a lift. Oh, I mean an elevator. It's like, huh, huh. Okay. Oh, okay. You know, I'll, I'll have her spell certain words like color and See, theater. Yeah. Does she add uh, random used words where they don't necessarily belong? Yeah. E- even to our last name, she spells it with a U and after the O. Cub. Cub? No, no, not not instead of it. Yeah, cow. Well, it's still pronounced cob. Like, okay. You know, it, like in British, it, they don't. It's not like color. Instead of color anymore. Mm. Okay. I'll ask her what she thinks of uh, our system of politics, or if she'd rather have like you know royalty. Sure. Or how how does she feel about the metric system? Yeah. Well, I feel like I prefer the metric system if we had it. So maybe I am secretly British. It makes it makes more sense. Let's, it's way let's, easier. <laughs> let's not. Let's not. Uh, let's not, you know, put down the metric system here on the podcast. The metric system makes a lot of sense. It does, although I have heard that sometimes in places like the UK and other places abroad where they use the metric system, they also do use a little bit of imperial occasionally. Okay, I mean, they can dabble in imperial if they want, but the yeah, metric like we, system... Yeah, we do it backwards. We dabble kinda... in the metric system. And you know what? While we're at it, uh, Celsius over Fahrenheit. It no, just makes I don't sense. Like Celsius. <laughs> Zero is freezing. That's how it should be. Yeah, Celsius also seems harder because you don't have a wider range of temperatures. You'd have to use a lot of decimals. Like, there's a bigger difference between 26 and 27 than there is in Fahrenheit. Now, I really hope 26 and 27 are reasonable temperatures in Celsius. I know. It's actually that's the that's the temperature that water boils in Celsius is 26 degrees. Yeah. No, no, I just looked it up. No, that's that's 100 in Celsius anyway. Oh, you're no. right because that's the beauty of Celsius is yeah. it? zero to 100. So Celsius, I think, works really well for science, but you're only going to be on a very small part of the scale if you're going to do temperature of just life around you. Whereas, like, I like, I, there's a difference between like seventy and fifty here. I, I don't know because twenty six is seventy eight point eight degrees in Fahrenheit. I guess like you're 20, right. I mean, twenty seven Fahrenheit... is eighty degrees. It's like that's an, a significant point difference between seventy eight and eighty to me. Yeah, I mean Fahrenheit. Sure, I mean I I don't say I'm not saying that we should just abolish Fahrenheit altogether. It certainly has its place in our world. I mean, like novel if, titles. If yeah, yeah, you need to know at what temperature that a uh, Kindle will burn. Ah, reference. Yeah, that's <laughs> man. I was I had to reach way back for that one. I'm, that's uh, really my nose far. Is bleeding. <laughs> But yeah, you know, if you're if you're getting your air conditioning turned down in your apartment and it goes from being like 80 degrees to 78, that's a difference. That you can feel that difference, right? Yeah. Yeah, but tw- that's only like 27 to 26 on c- Celsius. Oh, yeah, so British listeners or people who use or Celsius br- listeners. Britishers for Britishers. Britishers. I'll workshop that one and bring it back. Now, anyone who uses Celsius, question on air conditioning units, do you have decimal points, or is it still whole numbers? Ah, good question. Because my, these are just whole numbers, but I can see cells or decimals being important there. Ben, I, I think I think you need to submit this to our new segment, Ask a British Person. Oh, perhaps I shall. Maybe anyone else could do that, too, if they have questions for British listener Neil. And I'll see another one. Our only listener submitting questions to himself. <laughs> oh, that, that is a good point. Well, well, I guess since I submitted that one, I don't think I'm Neil. 
I don't oh, think man. you're Neil. What if that's what if that's like the big like sixth sense style twist at the end of the podcast? Is we were all Neil all along? Oh no, that's gonna be really confusing in the coming weeks. Hint at future. Oh, Ben, always hinting at the future. Oh, we need well, to focus on the presents, man. Oh, I love presents. Oh, me too. So my, your my happy was bacon. My nope, that's not true <laughs> and at mine all. Mine was puzzles. Double happy hour. Let's move on to Bumper Patrol. No, no. Let's uh, have a quick word from a guest, and we will pick up with the return of Danger Zone. Welcome to a special edition of the CatCast. I'm Mrs. Cat Hat. And I'm here with my special pet, Marshmallow, to talk about black cats and Friday the 13th. Did you know that all black cats are actually aliens? Sent from another planet to protect us. So when you see a black cat, they're not unlucky. Just smile, wave, and say the special code word that means you know the aliens are here to protect us. Kibble! Marshmallow here is actually a black and white cat. That means she's half Earth cat and half alien cat. These cats are our special friends and must be treated with respect. What do you think, Marshmallow? Marshmallow says, Earth is a great planet and cats can share it with humans. This has been the special Friday the 13th edition of The CatCast. See you next time. Say goodbye, Marshmallow. All right. Welcome to the Danger Zone, listeners. <coughs> whoa, whoa. You need to clear your throat. Drink sorry. some water. Yeah. yeah, let me just have some water. I'm so sorry. Should we should we do that again? No, no I, I, I think we're good. We can we can just keep with this. I blame your bad luck. That's, that's why I'm having trouble speaking today. Well, why would it it's, affect you? It's rubbing off. You're you you've brought some such a colossal amount of bad luck upon yourself that I'm getting some like residual bad luck voodoo off of you. It probably didn't help that I just bought a box of black cats that I've been putting crucifixes on. Yeah, yeah. It's just asking for trouble, Ben. <clears throat> no, you can't cross them. So, uh, Danger Zone. That's a, uh, a little segment we do, uh, talking about fun things that we've done. Uh, you know. Yeah. Skydiving. Oh, all the time I do that. All the stuff we've done. No, no. Um, you know, this is a semi-recurring segment where in which I talk about uh, murder apartments or picking up strangers in my vehicle. Things you probably shouldn't do. We need to hope that we have as few of these as possible of this segment. Because that means we're doing a pretty good job in life, I think, if we're staying out of most of the dangerous situations. 
That's true. And I'm digging. I'm, I'm going pretty far back in my past for this one, and it's. I kind of went back and forth on if it should be a danger zone or not. It could have been a, just a normal bummer patrol, but um, I feel like the spirit of it might be uh, good enough to put in danger zone. Ah, oh, you let me know. Uh, all right, all right. And then if we have time, I will tell mine, but if not, I'll save mine for another danger zone. Do you actually have one? Oh, yeah, we talked about it beforehand. I almost used okay. it as a bummer patrol. Fun, okay, it's all right. It's super dangerous. So Okay, Ooh, I want to hear about the danger you were in. That's our backup if we're, if we're running... Uh, high on time. Okay. Wait. Well, no. Whatever. <laughs> that didn't make sense. So I knew what you were saying. What? What? So what happened to you? This is the story of uh, the the most afraid I've ever been in my life. That time you drank bleach. That time I drank all that bleach, which you shouldn't do. A public no. service announcement: Don't you know? Be careful with bleach. Don't get it on your skin. Don't drink it. It's bad news, bears, man. Yeah. But um Bear face? Uh, no, I didn't say bear I didn't say bear face. Oh, sorry. I didn't say bad news bear face, the least successful <laughs> movie in box office history. Uh okay, so allow me to paint you a word picture, Ben. Oh, you do this at least once a week. I do. I try I you know, I'm not a very skillful word painter, but I like to dabble. You're a word artist. Yes, I am. <laughs> yep. A regular <laughs> word artist. Uh, so, uh, it was many years ago, uh, about 15 years ago, I was 12 years old. Should I play flashback sounds here? Sure, yeah. Put. I mean, this is kind of like a, a Danger Zone Jumping Jack flashback combo. Ooh. Should I play both songs at the same time then? Jumping Jack Flash and <laughs> yeah. Danger Zone. You know, you know what? Do it, but only for like three seconds right now. Oh, that was beautiful. Oh, yeah. We should sell that on iTunes as a single. People would pay money to hear that whole thing. I think we have to actually redo the songs ourselves to do that. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's right. I forgot I forgot <laughs> that our bumper music is just clips of famous songs. But they're really short, so I think it's still okay. <laughs> I, think it, I think it's fair use. I don't think we're getting any legal trouble. It's not like we're trying to play the song for other people or anything. No, no. Uh, so I, I'm 12 years old, Ben. It's the middle of the summer. It's a it's a warm July evening. Ooh. Yeah. I uh, you know school's out, having a good time, doing uh, all those boyhood summer things that that you know us kids did. Uh, all kinds of shenanigans, getting into trouble, catching grasshoppers, eating frogs. Yep. Tricking uh, tr- tricking the other neighborhood kids into painting fences for us. That yeah, sort of thing. All the classic stuff. I was uh, uh, going to a friend's house uh, a couple streets away to spend the night. Uh, we we kind of planned this out. I was over there earlier and had come home. And I was like, yeah, I'll come back. I'll spend the night. I'll, I'll be back. So uh, I, I walk outside. It's a new moon. Pitch black, man. Pitch black out there. Uh, we don't have any, we, Yeah, it's a real twilight new moon out there. And uh, it's pitch black. There are no street lights. The street I lived on as a child. Uh for some reason, no street. We just weren't worthy of being able to see at night. Oh, <laughs> I guess. Uh, so it's real, real dark. It's kind of, it's, it's uh, like nine thirty at night. Uh, nobody's out. It's uh, oddly windy for a summer evening. So I'm like, okay. And looking back, 
it's kind of weird, you know, maybe you question why my my mother would let me walk, uh, you know, like a mile away to a friend house by myself when I'm 12 years old. But uh, even though it was like 15 years ago, the world of 15 years ago was slightly different. Let's just say that. I think even now it's about the same, especially when kids often have phones in their pocket they could use to call if something happens. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, this was before the invention of cell phones. Oh. Oh, I know. I mean, like, but even now you think it'd be even safer because of that. That's true. I didn't have any cell phones. I mean, like, I only, didn't either then, but only, still. only like crazy wealthy people had cell phones. Yeah. Like Monopoly Man or Richard Branson, that kind of thing. Mr. Peanut. Mr. Peanut. <laughs> yeah. Any, you know, I didn't really think about it until now, but he wears a monocle, so I bet he's pretty well off. You know who doesn't wear a monocle? Monopoly Man. No, what? No way. Yeah. Is it Uncle Moneybags or something? Yeah. Um, Uncle Pennybags? I guess it's Moneybags. Yeah, Monopoly Man does not have a monocle, but you would think he would. Yeah, why do I think, why do I associate him with a monocle? Just because he's that class of, of rich dude? He used to be called Rich Uncle Pennybags, so I guess you're right. Okay, cool. That's what I remember. Not Moneybags. Pennybags, and now he's Mr. Monopoly or something. I, I blame it. I blame this misconception, and I could be wrong. I blame it on a joke in Ace Ventura, Nature Calls, I think, in which there's a guy who looks like the Monopoly Man, and he's got a monocle, and there's a joke like, hey, thanks for the free parking, I think. Oh, I, I that, that, that might be where I got the idea from. Even if, I don't know. Maybe there's not even a monocle in that scene. I could just be adding monocles where they don't belong in my memory. Uh, well, I think it's because of the Peanut guy, or Mr. Peanut. Is that his name? Yeah, I Mr. Remember, Peanut. I just said it, and I already forgot his name. Yeah, yeah Mr. Peanut. Mr. Peanut. Does Mr. Peanut have a mustache, or does he just have the hat and the cane? No, the he, he has the hat, the cane, the monocle. But no mustache. Uh, well, yes, yeah, but Mr. Monopoly, he also has the cane and the hat. So I guess I just mixed up the mustache and the monocle and give both of those to both characters? I don't know. I don't know, man. Maybe... Yeah, I can see you're confusing Mr. Monopoly with Mr. Peanut. It makes well, sense. According to Wikipedia, he was uh, not Mr. Peanut, but Mr. Monopoly served as the inspiration for Vault Boy in the Fallout series. Oh yeah, I can see that. Yeah, well, all right, all right that that's all though. So I'll let you get back to your story. <laughs> that's a fun little side tangent. <clears throat> all right, so I'm walking. You know, it's dark. Uh, it's a dark evening. Uh, the streets are deserted. It's like weirdly quiet for, you know, uh, 9.30 at night in the summer. Like Last Man on Earth style? Like Last Man on Earth style. You thought there would be like kids out catching uh, fireflies. Playing in the sprinklers. Or lightning bugs, depending on what region you're in. Fireflies. You know, I've heard it both ways. Oh, I think I have two, but I think I think I said fireflies. See, I don't know. I might have said lightning bugs or lightning bugs. Lightning bugs. Light bugs. I call them glow bugs. <laughs> you feel like rural Louisiana? Yeah, that's where I grew up. Rural Louisiana. Rural Louisiana. <clears throat> okay, so I'm walking. I'm walking down the street. Weirdly quiet. It's like deserted. It's like that episode of The Twilight Zone where the guy wakes up and there's this deserted town and he's the last man on earth. Like last man on earth stuff. Well, like I <laughs> like said at said. the start of that. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like I like my reference more. That's what I was referring to whenever I said it though. I was thinking okay. of that at least. Didn't he read like a book and break his glasses? Spoiler alert. Oh, oh that's a different one. Yeah, that's okay. uh, oh. time time enough at last. Okay. Cause it reminded me of Ano-... that one, I thought. Another classic. I think the one I'm thinking of is called where is everybody where were they um 
I think he ended up being in like a some kind of deprivation chamber and that he kind of created this false reality for himself, I believe. Oh, it's like the Truman Show if there were no actors hired. And it's just if there are no actors and it's all in his head. Yeah. Oh, oh, and it's all in his head. Okay. Uh, to Serve Man is a cookbook. Are we just spoiling Twilight Zone episodes now? <laughs> There's a gremlin on the wing. Uh, yeah, there was really a gremlin on the wing. Uh, the guy cut his vocal cords so he'd win a bet to not speak for a year. That doll Probably. killed the dad. That might be my least favorite one, is the vocal cord one. There's nothing like weird or paranormal about it. Yeah, it's just creepy. Uh, the old guy trying to get into heaven, and he, he like the guy said, like, ah, oh, you can't bring your dog in here, old countryman, because the dog was freaking out. So the guy's like, I guess I'm just going to walk through purgatory for a while. And he walks a little ways further, and he sees another gate. And he's like, oh, Bill, welcome to heaven. He's like, what? What are you talking about? I've been to heaven. It's like, no, that other guy down the way, you know, he tries to trick people into going to some other place. It's like, okay, that's a weird Twilight Zone. Okay, fine. <laughs> that's it? Like dogs, like dogs, I guess all dogs go to heaven, so that's why he could sense that the gatekeeper was trying to send him to hell. Oh, that's tricky, though. Twilight Zone's weird. I didn't think heaven and hell was based off of how gullible you are to believe someone up by the gates. No, no, in the Twilight Zone mythology. How you are in a per- as a person? <laughs> no, no. Like, ultimately, what you do in your life doesn't matter. It just depends on if you get tricked <laughs> into going into the wrong gate. It's just one test once you die. Yeah, that's really what it boils down to. Okay, I- anyway. All okay. right. <laughs> Twice it, it was a topic at the same part of the story, almost. <laughs> it was Earth the whole time. I'm sure there's like three at the end like that. Probably. Okay. <clears throat> my apologies, my apologies. You're going to cut all this out, right? You're just going to... Just the yeah. story. That's all people want to hear. I'm walking down the street, Ben. Last man on Earth style. I hear... I think I hear some rustling behind me. I stop. I turn around. I look back. I, I don't see... I, I look for a good 10 seconds. I don't see anything. Like, okay. All right, it's weird. So I, I keep I keep going about my way. A little bit faster this time. I'm feeling a little bit nervous. Like, I... You know, like I don't. I, I thought I heard something. I'm not sure. And then I, I could, I could swear that I feel something behind me again. I, I stop. I stop a, a second time. I look back. It's like still, there's still nothing there. Still nothing there. It's all in my head. You know, my my mind's playing tricks on me. That has to be it. And I go, I go a bit further, and then I hear something like rushing up behind me, and I feel something grab my shoulders and say, ah. And I turn, I turn around. And, you know, um, you know, the uh, the old kind of like fight or flight response people have. Yes. Um, do, you, do you have any guesses on what if I were uh, if I were a fighter or a flighter? I would have thought you would have flighted. Fled, I okay. guess. Fled, yeah, you're right. I mean, you use a real word. <laughs> flighted. Flighted. <laughs> I, I, well, uh, do I flee or do I fight? Uh, I want to say you flee. Okay. Maybe pee you yourself know, cause, first, because people, uh, people, you know, you know, there's this big like you know, fight or flight. It's a big, you know, well known thing. Apparently, people don't tell you there's a third option, which is I turned around, <clears throat> dropped to my knees, and yelled as loud as I could, "Please don't kill me!" <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I opened my eyes, and it's my friend who I was going, I was going to meet at his house. Like he he like came to my house first and saw me come out and he decided to follow me and give me a good scare, 
But I yelled as loud as I could, like, please don't kill me. And I saw, I looked up, I'm like, oh. I look, I look around and nobody's coming outside. <laughs> and like, no, there's no response. Like somebody yelling, please don't kill me. It's like, eh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. So anyway, I yell, never mind. And then <laughs> never <know>. mind. <laughs> and then we have a good laugh and we kinda of walk, you know, walk to this house, but Oh man, and then I I had to carry I've carried the shame with me every day since, knowing that when it really comes down to it, that my survival instinct is to just beg for my life. <laughs> so this happened like two weeks ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, this is Thursday. <laughs> oh okay, Thursday. No, no, I was twelve at the time. Uh, okay. So I think hopefully I've kind of I've, I've evolved as a person now, and I would like to think that I would flee. <laughs> What what about both? Not not the begging part, but like like fightfully, like you're throwing punches backwards as you're running. No, like like you turn around, punch him in the face or like the leg or something, or kick kick him in the shin, something to make him stop, and then run away as fast as possible while begging for mercy. (laughs) I guess you know you know if you really want to like freestyle it, you could mix the two approaches and see what works best for you. Yeah, see there we go. We we figured it out. And your danger zone was more of just a scared zone. Scared it was zone. okay. See, I, I mean, uh, it's more of a jumping jack flashback. I, it was probably more than any point in my life. I felt like I was in a real, a real state of danger. Like I okay. felt like my life was being threatened. Okay, that counts. Uh, my sister might have one of those stories. I wonder if I should tell that now. No, no, let save it for her. It's her story to tell. Okay, okay, <clears throat> but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I felt a sense of danger that would not recur in my life until 15 years later when I picked up a stranger. <laughs> oh. Well, I am involved in my sister one. I wasn't the one that felt like I was in danger. So okay. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that, that one later and maybe save it for when she's here. Okay. Sounds fun. I can't wait to hear it. All right. I think we I'll have... save mine for next time. What? We don't have time for your danger zone? Oh, uh, we've already been like an hour, 15 minutes of actual recording. Okay. We still fine. have to re- do our fan mail. If you want to deprive the listener of more show, I suppose I suppose we should continue. Uh, I, I guess I can talk about that time. No, no, don't spoil it. Don't spoil okay. it. Okay. Most people who follow me on Twitter already know about it. I follow but, you on Twitter, and I don't know what you're talking about. But I'll go into more intense details. That's what everyone wants about this kind of story. Yes, I agree. I concur, sir. Yeah. Okay, so now that that's behind us, let's go on to listener feedback. Sound. Oh. Mild the mail's here. Mild oh, great. Thanks. What's this? A letter for me. All right, welcome to listener feedback. If you want to write into the show, feel free. We invite you to email address happycastfeedback at gmail.com. Uh, shoot us a happy hour, Bummer Patrol. You know, tell us how you feel about the show. Uh, anything. We just want to hear from you. Um, check us out on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, happycast.website is, you know, where you can find all of our information our past shows. Check us out on iTunes. Leave a review. Tell a friend. And uh, I think that's it. Oh, we're all, we're all on Instagram. Are we? No, but we could be. Yes, we could be. Let, just go, let go that... to Happycast and see if there's one there. Yes, see if there's already a Happy Cast Instagram. That might be us, maybe. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, I'm excited, Ben. This is my favorite part of the show. I always love 
you know, hearing the these calls and the, these emails from the listeners. So go ahead, uh, tear tear into it. Let us know what we got. Right, we have Open six that... emails. All right, six emails. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, the first one is from Tracy. Uh, JZPS. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, she, uh, she says, "Have been looking through the website and was attracted to your online profile." Tell me what's your opinion of me. Shoot me a text when you are free. And then there's a number. Like like seven? Like a number? Well, this is a series of numbers I think would equal a phone number. I didn't know the Happy Cast had an online profile. Unless they mean Facebook. Maybe we have to give the opinion of her as a listener? I, I don't know. This is very, it's all very strange. I don't know what to make of this. Well, then she, she emailed again a few days later. So she was, I, I was looking through the internet and liked your online profile. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like people do, looking through the internet. <laughs> uh, let me know what's your opinion of mine. If you get bored, text me. And there's a number again. A different number, okay. though. She's now got this a different phone. This doesn't seem like. A normal email. I, you know, um, do we have anything from Neil? Uh, anything from your sister? Like we have one from Julie. I don't know anybody named Julie. Is well, Q a Julie? I'm sure we have new listeners. No, she's not a Julie. I know her real name, but I'm not going to uh, disclose that. No, no, this is from Julie Handring, HGG, either lowercase L or capital I. Uh, I'm not looking for a relationship right now. I'm super busy pursuing my goals, and I have not got free time for a, a permanent relationship, if you know what I mean. <laughs> permanent. Permanent. Hopefully you <laughs> wanted to. We hopefully could get to know each other a little bit more. Winky face. Here's my text number. Longing for your response. Okay. All right. I see what's going on, Ben. I, I feel like you might be in our spam folder. Is that what's happening? I, I don't. We have these emails. I don't know. We have one from Palavoda that has a charity contract we have to respond if we're interested in. A charity contract? I don't know. There was no body to the email. It's like, it's the opposite of the new today's emails. <clears throat> I, I see one here from uh, from William, from Bill William Groner. Oh, I don't it's, see that one. Let, let, let me repeat. This man's name is Bill William Groner. <laughs> Bill Bill? Yeah, yeah. William William Groner. Uh, it opens, dear sir slash madam. So clearly, they're intimately familiar with us. Oh, I saw your email address during the course of my research today. My name is Bill William Groner. <laughs> my name is Bill William Groner. My wife and I won a lottery jackpot of fifty million dollars in December 2013. We're donating the sum of one million dollars to six lucky individuals. All over the world as part of our charity project. And if you receive this email, then you're one of the lucky recipients. And all you have to do is get back to us with your details so we can forward it directly to your bank. Is this, wait, is it both of us or just one of us won this? Well, I don't, it's just addressed to sir slash madam. I don't know who that could be. Oh, uh, now we'll never know. We keep winning the lottery, yet we can never claim the prize. Well, we've never tried. Maybe it's would. Maybe it's all of my bad luck is actually good. Perhaps. No, wait. That doesn't make any sense at all, Ben. Clearly, <laughs> breaking all those mirrors and crossing those cats has uh, unleashed us with nothing but spam this week. That's why we don't have any actual feedback. I blame you, sir. What? Well, what about this one I got from Eileen? 
I'm a 27-year-old chestnut hair, 109 pounds. I'm in nope. fit condition. No. Nope. <laughs> not too bad on the eyes, people say. Not really needing for Mr. America. Just a loving man that will do me as I treat him. Why would anyone write an email in that in that in that that way? It doesn't make any kind of sense at all. We also have it's one from poorly. Petra that is a different age and weight, but is also not expecting Mr. Universe. I'm glad that people aren't expecting Mr. Universe. Like, who is Mr. Universe these days anyway? I don't know. They are, they always have like the Mrs. Universes. Why not? Why isn't there a Mr. Universe? Spam has gotten weird, Ben. It's been a while since I've actually looked through this, but a lot of it seems to be. An email trying to trying to lure you into calling a number or texting someone. Yeah, I don't understand how that works. Um, I've got one, uh, no name, no subject. It just says, "At last, we left my boyfriend." <laughs> we? <laughs> yep. Oh, at last, one word. At last, we left my boyfriend. Uh, line break. New line. So I am single again. Line break. Let's talk. Line break. Text me. And then there's a phone number. I want to know who the we was. <laughs> we left my boyfriend. Oh, you know what? It's actually from multiple email addresses. So I, I don't know what kind of situation oh, this is. All of them did. And they're all looking to be a listener. No, I think maybe these listeners are confused. You're supposed to call in here, not have us call you. Yeah, that's, that is odd. Maybe they got that kind of switched in their mind. I don't know. This one just says, I have a project proposal for you. We need to talk. That's it. There's no number. There, there's no further information. Oh, well, thanks a lot, Judy Adelson. Oh, classic Judy Adelson. We used to get a lot of hip-hop ones, like letting me know about like new songs that are out or festivals. Well, you know, it's good to be up to date on the festival scene. The, the rap festival. <laughs> I'm sure they're rap festivals. I don't know if they'd call them festivals, though. Maybe galas. Maybe. Well, that's all we have. Should we all blame right. it on the listeners again, or should we blame it on recording on Friday the 13th? Uh, little column A, little column B. I don't know. None of column blame, B, because it's not unlucky. I blame I blame you and your devil-may-care attitude toward uh, superstition. That's what I blame. Okay. You I still don't believe you, but okay. All right. So, uh uh please, you know, if you guys want to write in, uh please feel free to do so. You know, you know the contact info. Uh, that does it for this Friday the 13th edition of Happy Cast. Mwahaha, spooky. That comes out on Monday the 16th. Monday the 16th, the second most unlucky of days. Ooh. So, we're at the end of the show, Ben. Time to time to wrap it up, uh, put it put it away in the closet, and then we'll we'll break it out next next week when it's time to unwrap a brand new episode of the show. How does like that sound? Like a board game. Like a board game. I was actually thinking of like a Christmas gift. Oh well, then we we'll only do it like once a year. Mm, okay, like a board game. Then. Our new podcast schedule once a year. Yes, yes. The that, I believe that is our 2014 podcast schedule. Yep. It, it Actually, was, wasn't it? We didn't do any that year. <laughs> oh, was it 2013 or did we have like two that year? I think we did three. Oh, wow. I know. Pretty impressive. This year is looking up. It is. It is. Uh, so thank you all for joining us. We appreciate you listening. We hope you've enjoyed it. Until next time, remember, keep happy.
All right. Well, we managed to make it through the show on Scratch. No thanks to you uh, mm. trying to, you know, really take us down on, on Friday the 13th, Ben. I I just, I don't know why. Why do you find it so hard to believe? Uh, why do you find it so easy? Uh, it's, never, it's never been easy. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. Let, let me just test this out. So do you also believe that a cat will try to take breath from a baby? Cat, yes. Cats are very sneaky. You have to keep your eye on cats. Uh, they will. They, they're cannibals. They'll try to eat people. Is, I, I mean, I guess. They, I mean, <laughs> cannibals I guess because cannibals. they eat people. They only eat cat people. Uh, yes, cat people. People that own cats. Yes. <laughs> so, is it unlucky to rock an empty rocking chair? Of course. I hope you don't. Are you doing that now? I hope you're not doing that. That's I am. crazy. I'm rocking three rocking chairs right now. What? Why do you own so many rocking chairs? So I can rock them. Okay. Uh, how about, let's see, to drop a fork means a woman will visit. To drop a knife means a man will visit. To drop a spoon means a child will visit. Huh. Well, I mean, that one's, I've never heard that one. It sounds a little strange, but I could maybe... You know, uh, with a little bit of testing, I could maybe prove that one. It is bad luck to chase someone with a broom. It's just impolite. Maybe, we, maybe they're mistaking manners with with luck at that it, point. It's just to chase someone holding a broom, like if the person has a broom or if you have a broom. It doesn't specify. Hmm, just no chasing when there's a broom possessed by either party. I would assume a sailor wearing an earring cannot drown. Um. I've never seen any sailors with earrings. Uh, pirates. Are pirates sailors? Well, they, they're they on the sea a lot. They're sea drivers. Uh-huh. Okay. Right. Uh, I, I don't know what else you... <laughs> I guess that would make them a sailor. All right, all right. Okay. How, how about animals can talk at midnight on Christmas Eve? That That's just nonsense. That's, that's stupid. <laughs> like, for how long? Like, just... For the hour, or I think for the minute. Uh, no, until it's twelve oh one. Yeah. S- smell huh. dandelions, wet the bed. I mean, you know, that's what I. I mean, that's the excuse I used as a child is that I kept. I always smelled dandelions before bed. <laughs> that's always your. It's excuse. not my fault. It's not my fault. It's you know, it's uh, superstition got me. All right, all right. How about see if you see an ambulance? It's very unlucky unless you pinch your nose or hold your breath until you see a black or brown dog. Um, I mean, that, that just might be like an obsessive-compulsive tendency at that point. There's a song that goes with it. Touch your toes, touch your nose, never go in one of those until you see a dog. It's a <laughs> terrible song. That's what it says. <laughs> okay, all right. You know, okay, you're right, Ben. Maybe you've made your point. Maybe this whole superstition thing is a bunch of nonsense, and I've been worried about nothing this whole time. Ben? You're fired. We need to find a replacement.